Lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat in the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your host, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in toll-free 888-994-4995, Studio A, right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. 
Uh-oh. What's that? What happened? Your jet's lost? It had, no to be, idea. it had to be for your jet. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bunny Cafe on a Boo Tuesday. I don't know. Why are we booing? I do not know. Did your Jets lose? No, they won. His Eagles won. Jets won too. I don't know why he's booing. I don't know. Anyway, happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Wow, it's been a minute since we've actually been up here. Yesterday, we did a live shoot out from the Christmas tree farm. That was a whole lot of fun. So thank you for that. If you're in the area, come on out and see the beautiful decorations that her crew have put together on, gosh, what is that, a 10-foot tree? Mm, something like that. You know, the first year we came here, it was five foot, and I think I was bigger than the tree, not knowing anything. Last year, it got a little bit bigger, but this year's tree, oh my gosh, it's spectacular. So you can check out some of our live feed from yesterday. We have not been up on this set since Wednesday, I guess, last week. It's Wednesday. been a minute, as they say. And I'm going to tell you, I'm a little upset. <clears throat> I'm going to write to the president because this inflation thing has raised the trees up 20%, 30%. This tree last year was a lot cheaper. I don't know. Well, I think we got a pretty fair deal on this one, though. Of course, because you're living in the moment. But last year, I got ripped off here. I want the tree back. I wanted to get a bigger tree. I wanted to actually put a 15-footer in here. Mm. But that ain't happening. You'd have to fly Katie with, like, Tinkerbell to the top of it. I don't understand why people, the shortest people try to decorate the top of the tree. Baxton's going to get the top of the tree for me today, right? Well, Baxton couldn't, he couldn't get Katie off of the stepladder. <laughs> so. The shortest two-foot person wants to touch the top of because the tree. Because we're small, but yet we think we're mighty. We think we can, so we do. Small and mighty is all I can say. All I can say is small gets closer to the ground. But it looks beautiful. It looks great. It looks beautiful. So happy holiday season. We hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving holiday and you had Black Friday, Small Business Saturday. What was Sunday? Anything? Catch your breath Sunday. Cyber Monday. Today is Travel Tuesday and Get Back to Business. And I'm really glad we've got a great new guest joining us, Leo Popik, who is a friend of David Trumpler. The event is actually this Thursday again if you want to go to the midday thing. Oh, to the absolutely. community church. So we'll be yeah. there. Um, I'm excited because here's what I say all the time. We talk about season in Florida. And season is from, I don't know, they always say the Jewish holidays. And depending on where the Jewish holidays fall, that's when season starts. And then that goes until people go back, which is around May or June. Again, the Jewish holidays, Passover. They say when that's over in Easter, then people go back. That could be April, right? So now you're talking about your season is from November till April. But what happens in November, you have Thanksgiving and then people take a four day work week. And then we've got Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Travel Tuesday, no one's working, they're shopping. And then you have a couple weeks until Christmas, then between Christmas and New Year's, eh, no one works either. Then after New Year's, everyone's making their New Year's resolutions and they're getting ready to work. And then February comes and they go, oh, we need a January redo because we missed it after Christmas. But I'm glad we have a gentleman here who actually believes in business all the time. How the hell did you remember all that? Because we talk about this all the time. We've got Leo Popic of Leading Peers and it's really important because I don't know. We talk, I actually tried to book a vacation for Christmas and New Year's because everyone away over Thanksgiving and I thought, oh, let me jump in on the frenzy. I don't know how people afford to go away. Well, Hotel you have. No, 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 no. You see, you're doing it wrong. You got to go online right now. Travel I just found airline tickets. Did you book them? For No, I didn't book them, but I wanted to see if it exists. And they, they do a $138 right? round trip, New York City from December 15th to the 24th. I ain't doing that. But 
they're there. You have to you, find the right dates, right? If you do it now, but you got to do it now. today. And you're the one that gave me the site that you can hold it for two weeks. Yep. It's true. That's exactly what I heard this morning. So if you want to go away. I see, I'm not comfortable with a plane. Really? Yeah, because military went on a plane to a wedding. It came back sick for you two You don't know weeks. it was from the plane. He was with was many people from? at a wedding. Uh, everything involved. You he, go on a plane, you go on a train, you go to New York. There's nothing but fungus and mungus, and I get sick. It's just people. It's... That's why you got to do what you got to do to stay safe. But I'm glad, we're, you know, we're trying to do business in between decorating trees and getting ready for the holidays and everyone's doing what they have to do. Yes, but the economy right now, and you can call it what you want, you can blame who you want or not. The reality is groceries are expensive. Car leases are expensive. Traveling is expensive. Everything has gone up in price. So you have to work. You have to get back to business. Got to work longer. Yeah, it works smarter. I, I don't think longer. I want to say smarter. We have this conversation all the time. I know. Or you could call it whatever you, you think want. You think you need to work later hours. I think we need to maximize the hours that yeah, we're actually working. that's what it is. Working. I get up in the morning and says, I want to work till midnight tonight. That's not the but problem. But you're good with that. So I think you need to work more Why don't we bring in our expert? You're going to bring in the expert? So we Let him tell us what's Leo Popic joining us. Give us a call and join into the conversation. 888-994-4995, Studio A. Say hi to everyone who is running board. We've got Bailey and Josh, Baxton and Leanne joining us today as our crew. Cooking Up Chaos is coming to you on Saturday. But Leo has started a company, founder and CEO of Leading Peers, P-E-E-R-S. And I'm really excited because sometimes, Freddie, I feel like you and I are the only ones that want to work. No, people want to work. You think? Yeah. No, people yeah. want to get paid, but they don't want to work. Is there a difference, Leo? Welcome, Leo, to the show. Thanks so much, Don and Freddie. Uh, great to be here with you. Um, yeah, there's a big difference between um, you know wanting to work and just putting in the hours. And I think that the, one of the beauties of entrepreneurship, people that start their own businesses, is generally they pause before they create a business and ask themselves, what do I like? That's one of the key questions, right? Some say, what are my biggest passions? Or what's my purpose? But generally, you know that starting a business is gonna be a ton of work whether you do it in small bits and pieces here and there, or you put in long hours in a day. But that's, that's a given that you're gonna be very committed to make it work. And so they pause and they, start, they think about what is my passion, what's my purpose, what do I like? And that's one of the three key questions. You also have to ask a, co a couple other questions, right? But you, you basically have to do that. And so the people that I get to work with day in and day out, these business owners who happen to also run their businesses, some of them don't own the business fully, but they have some shares in the business, some equity, some participation, but they're running the business. These people have a lot of energy. They have a lot of drive. They have a lot of vision. And I love that because it just makes my life easier because, you know, when you're surrounded by positive energy and people who just love what they do, you start to feel the same thing. And I get to do that. And what kind of relationship do you have with them, Leo? What do you do? So we empower them. We help them achieve their goals. We help them succeed. So our relationship is to enable them to achieve whatever they set out to do. And we do that in a variety of ways. But basically, we give them three things. We give them advice to succeed in their business. We teach them things that they need to be successful running their businesses. And we give them a network for them to be able to connect with more people and reach people they would have otherwise not been able to reach. Now, we're talking about CEOs, people in, I guess, high power positions. 
That's power, right. for lack of a better word, right now. Yeah, they're running their companies. These people are in charge of the team. They're in charge of how things play out in the company. They can't blame anyone else. It's like you were talking about the inflation. We they can't. Whatever happens in their business, ultimately, comes back to them. It rests on you, right? Oh, absolutely. Your employees they, can mess up all day long, and you may not have them anymore, and they go, oh, my bad, I'm so sorry. But your client, it's you. It's your business. Oh, and you know that those employees are there because you let it happen, or you pick them. Either, or both, either way, right? or both. Either way, it comes down to you. The buck stops with you. So it is a lot of responsibility, and I like that a lot. I mean, I like the, the freedom that that gives you, and you know, you know you're going to make mistakes when you're in that position, but that's the beauty of the challenge of being in that position is surrounding yourself with people who can help you and advise you, and that's where we come in because you can't hire as a small business owner, as a small business CEO, you can't hire everybody you need to advise you, can you? It's expensive. Right. You know, you were talking about how prices have gone up. gone up. Well, you got to pay people increasing wages, you know, salaries to keep them around. And, you know, there's only so many people you can hire when you're building a small business, right? And so it's not, you know, just put the job ad out and put, put a big figure and they'll come. You can't, you, that's not an option for many business owners who are building a business. And so you've got to find places to get that advice in a cost-effective way, in an efficient way. So people come to you and Leading Peers, and it's a networking coaching platform. Describe what Leading Peers is. Yeah, you can describe it that way, Don. Um, you start off by joining a peer advisory board. And so right off the gate, the day you join, you already know which peer advisory board you're going to be in. So now you're going to have a group of people that you meet with monthly, and they're all CEOs, just like you. They're dealing with the same types of challenges. They might be in a different industry. They, they definitely have a different business, different people in them. They're serving clients in different ways. But by and large, all businesses have pretty much the same things. They need sales. They need revenue. They need to make sure that those translate into gross profits and then to net profits so that the business can stay around. And they need to deal with people issues. You know, having a, the right team, having that team be engaged and happy, having happy clients that pay well, that stick around, that, that, that buy more. These are people issues. We all have them, regardless what business we're in. Regardless of whether we're selling online and e-commerce, well, then your reviews are more important than your referrals. But you still depend on that word of mouth of real people who are buying from your business. And so we exchange that knowledge there. So when I say we teach, I don't do the teaching, they teach each other. So everyone, say Freddie and I join, or one of us does, you become an advisory panel of, I believe, eight, you said. That's right, every peer How board has eight people. How often do they meet, or don't they meet? So they meet once a month, that's the right frequency. You don't wanna do it every day, because they got work to do, and they've got enough on their plate. But you also don't wanna do it every quarter, because decisions need to be made and updates need to happen so that the people around you know what's going on. And you need to feel like other people are in your corner. They're part of your journey. So that those touch points need to be frequent. So once a month for a half day, they spend half day together, the eight of them. We put a person to facilitate the meeting. That peer board leader, that's what we call them. That person is somebody who's been a CEO. 
who knows what it's like to be in their shoes. So they're there to advise and to facilitate. But they're not there to instruct. They're not there to teach. They're there, they're there to make sure the knowledge comes out from the room, from the group, to help each individual. And every individual gets their turn to share their biggest wins, their biggest updates, but also their biggest challenges. Do they, do they take into consideration, because these are changing times. You know, one of the things I, I, I admire about having my own business is that I know what I want. And it took me a long time to hire people, to bring people in, to sort of follow what I want. Because not many, not many people know can follow what I want. And I think they'll admit to that. Because if it was up to me... I keep going and growing. I just have that whole get you know, up and I, When go. I met you, it was you. It was me. He was it. He I was did it all. He was doing it all. And, but I didn't look at it that way because the hosts, to me, are the ones doing it all. I'm just capturing it. So do they make allowance for the change in water temperature, what's going on right now in our community? I've never seen this in 15 years. I am totally shocked. The work ethic has changed. The, it's hard to hold on to people. They change. I'm in one job one day and go to another and go to another and end up back here with nothing but bad habits. Bad habits have are, changed. You know, that's the employee side. The business side, the growing, the revenue side has changed also. But we have not even touched on yet yet. I'm talking about what I need that I see to try to communicate to the person you're going to hire. Do they make allowances to today's changes? Absolutely. So we are a learning organization where CEOs come to evolve. And that means keeping up with the trends of what's happening. Every month we bring in an expert to carry out a workshop that our members participate in. They can bring in people in their team or people that they know. It could be a, a business partner, an equity holder, so that everybody is upskilling growing in skill level, but that means understanding what's happening. So we'll bring in an expert on recruiting, and that person talks about what employees are looking for today in today's job market, which is so different from what it was a year ago, let alone two years ago during the start of the pandemic, or even three years ago before the pandemic. So we'll, we bring in experts on sales, on marketing, on operations, finance, HR, human resources, legal, IT, you name it, every business topic on the sun, leadership, and with that, our members are learning from these experts. They're discussing what they're learning amongst each other as CEOs. They're also sharing best practices. What of all of this am I doing to translate it into my business? And how is that creating results? And they, they're learning from each other. So when I say we're, 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 we're teaching, we're not doing all of the teaching ourselves. We're bringing in experts. We're creating the space for conversation. We're bringing in the facilitators to guide those conversations. But our members are really speaking and sharing from their experience. And so it's real. It's not academic. And there's nothing wrong with academics. I went to school, love, love that, all that. But CEOs today just don't have the time. I guess they never did. But now more than ever, things are changing too quickly to be able to just go away and do a two-year MBA. So they don't do that. MBAs are not for business owners. MBAs are not for people who are CEOs of companies. They're not. And so they need to learn, and this is the way they learn. They, they, they learn, they, they talk their way out of confusion. They speak because they love to do that. In general, CEOs are communicators. They have to be. 
And in talking, they realize, huh, this isn't working for me. Oh, this is working for me. Oh, that works for you? Tell me more. And how do you do it? And who's helped you with that? And so they're getting three things which are vital. They connect, they collaborate, and they grow. What I like is you're at high-level CEOs. So everyone, it takes me back to when I was a teacher. We put our special needs kids in with the highest level achieving kids because it up-levels everybody. Instead of bringing everybody down, you're leveling everybody up. So you're actually being held accountable to even the higher level CEOs that have all these great ideas to help bring your business up and forward. It's a great concept. Yeah, everybody has to be a CEO it, to be a member of Leading Peers. But you don't have to be a member of Leading Peers to be invited into a, one of our expert workshops or one of our networking events, or even to come as a, a visitor to the open section of our peer advisory board meetings. There's an open section, and then there's a break, and then we do the closed door section where the CEOs are gonna be sharing the numbers of their business, they're gonna be talking about their challenges, and this is pretty important raw stuff. This is, I'm going through a personal issue and this is affecting the way I think or the way I work, or I'm having issues at home with my spouse, with my kids, with my parents. I mean, health, family, um, other types of roadblocks. All. Everything comes out. It has to be, it's a safe space Interesting. for you to share among trusted peers. And that's why that word peers is just as important as the word leading. They are peers that are leading companies, but they are amongst friends. And this, you know, this is one of our core values. You talked about accountability. That's one of the five core values of, and the other, another one of the five is meaningful relationships. We have a lot of shallow, superficial relationships in our world, don't we? Hey, how are you doing? How's the weather? Yep. But you need people in your corner that know when you're a CEO, sometimes when you're down, you're really down. You're the last person to get paid. When you're having a hard time making payroll, yep. that means you have nothing to bring home. That means you could be eating away at your life's entire savings to keep your business running because you have a dream. And so you need to be able to confide. I like that. We're going to take a commercial break. I feel like he's brought everything forward that you and I talk about every single day. Every single day, absolutely. It's amazing that you've brought this to fruition. We're going to take a quick commercial break. 888-994-4995. Studio A, more with Leo Popic, leading peers. I like it. Trusted peers also. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Planning for the future should not be painful and needs to be discussed. From health, family, finances, allow qualified professionals to aid in your planning. Luhu Advisors have been serving South Florida for over 30 years. A licensed real estate broker, insurance agent, assisted living administrator, and certified senior advisor, Paul Solomon is the most qualified and well-rounded advisor for any task. Specializing in real estate, long-term care, life insurance and annuities, social security, government benefits, and senior housing. Luhu Advisors, let us help you. Known for his Art Deco Cubist style and compositions with dancing saturated color, Ken Bieberman has lived and breathed art his whole life. From the early 80s, he's influenced the Art Deco district of Miami Beach. Featured in numerous restoration projects, hotels, galleries, and clubs, Bieberman creates for everyday folks and celebrity clientele. 
He's also the proprietor of Art Repro, a giclée and scanning company in Pompano Beach. When it comes to scanning high resolution, size is not an issue. Professionally scanning art up to 10 feet and 64 inches in width, Art Repro utilizes state-of-the-art equipment. On quality canvas or paper, archival ink and printing mediums are put to use. Art Repro ensures colors are true and every nuance of the art is captured, including the canvas weave. Perfection is the priority. Contact artist Ken Bieberman today at 954-547-0095 or visit his website www.artrepro.net. A successful woman in business means having the courage to own who you are. We understand the challenges faced by women and we are here to help. Our team is here to develop the best strategy designed just for you. Your path is unique and with the right tools you can accomplish your dream. From radio to TV, from podcasting to magazines, we create the visibility to amplify your impact in business. At New Dawn Media, we are here to help bring your message forward and help your business flourish. It is time for your message to be seen and your voice to be heard. Contact us at 866-224-5422 or brooklyncafe.tv. Your voice can make a difference. Le Sorel Restaurant, home of the authentic Italian tradition, offers a large menu that consists of seafood, steak, homemade pasta, brick oven pizza, and homemade desserts including a wide wine selection. We also have the best bar in Boca Raton with delicious cocktails, homemade limoncello, cappuccino, Italian espresso, brandy, and other specialties, open every day with a lunch and dinner menu. For more information or to make a reservation, contact lesorellerestaurant.com or call 561-235-5301. Love the Brooklyn Cafe? Don't miss out on some of the latest merch we have available. Need a new shirt? The Brooklyn Cafe has you covered. We have a variety of shirts in all sizes, ranging from the classic cafe shirt to the highly coveted colorful hot dog shirt. Need something for cold weather? Why not grab one of our cafe hoodies? Or you can snuggle up with one of our soft silk touch fabric blankets. The Brooklyn Cafe has everything you need from clothing about the show to our signature coffee blends and mugs. Get it while supplies last. been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. He must be like on this, on this Eagles thing. But nobody is an Eagles fan. Are you an Eagles fan? No. no. Are you the fan? I love the Eagles. <laughs> No, Eagle, the football team. <laughs> but I'm excited that you, know, you and I talk 
oh my gosh, hours and hours a day to our viewers and our listeners about things that have changed. And over the past eight years of doing this, a lot of things have changed in business. When we started our internship program to where we are now, and our business has grown, but not everything has grown around us. Things have actually changed. You see more and more locations have open rent space. Corporate is moving back home. People are collaborating together. Everything is changing. So I'm really glad that Leo is here <coughs> talking about changes in business. Well, the object of the game is you got to make changes that make sense. You got to be able to adapt without destroying your business model. The hardest thing is when people come in here and they want to work with us, and the model is very difficult for people to, to understand. And they, the owner, understand it. <coughs> so I tell the owner, I want you to sit in this chair. I want you to do a show and explain what you see. And there's been times where they have frozen up because it's very difficult for even them to explain what it is they're trying to get us. So there's a lot of adjustments that we've gone through, more so in the last two years, three years. With everyone else since COVID, right? Since Everything COVID? has changed. Absolutely. How long has Leading Peers been a thing? Since Leading COVID? Peers started at the very beginning of the pandemic. It was June of 2020. So I had a business of my own uh, in corporate events. My events company had been running for almost 18 years. And I had started it from scratch. And, you know, my first sale, my second, 100000 a month. When we got to over a million dollars a month, I was like on cloud nine. Imagine COVID. It shut us down entirely. There were no international corporate events. Wow. So I was dealing with that pain of that small business owner. That there were so many across the country and around the world closing their restaurants, closing their cafes, their, their hair salons, whatever it was. And it, it, it really hit me. It dawned on me that this needed to exist. And it didn't. There have been clubs for business owners or wealthy people as long as there's been private enterprise. Sure. Nothing accessible, though, for people who are already running businesses. That's what I set out to do. Because I really love entrepreneurship. I love small business and, and, and even mid-sized businesses. I have nothing against corporations, but I believe that small and mid-sized businesses are the lifeblood of an economy. It's where everything happens. Most of the jobs are created there. Most of the new ideas. Every company starts as a small business. So even the big corporations were once small businesses. And so they're essential for us to live in a free society. And I realize if we don't create a path toward helping those people who are the heroes, everyday heroes, everybody out there who's creating a business in the midst of all this uncertainty or hanging on, staying in the arena in the midst of all of these headwinds, those are real heroes because business is tough. Staying around, being competitive. You know, you were talking about how many businesses are having a hard time struggling. Sure. And, you know, during the pandemic, more than probably ever before, but it always is tough because it's a game. You know, we were talking about sports. In sports, you've got rules of the game. They hardly ever change. Maybe 10 years later, they'll change something small. In business, the, the rules are changing all the time. We could call it trends. We could call it policy. We could call it whatever it is, inflation. But the rules of the game are changing all the time. You, you compete in, in, in football. What is it? A few minutes, four quarters. In business, you compete 24-7, 
every single day of the year, every year, never stops. You're competing with people who are in a different time zone in another part of the world. There could be a 14-year-old in Malaysia right now creating something that's going to put your business out of business. That's how challenging it is. So it's so crucial for our success, success as a society with freedom and opportunity. And at the same time, it's so challenging. So you need to create a space to help those people. But look how different this is from running corporate events, a million dollars a month. You must have been like, do I even need to go back to work? Do I wait and see if it's going to, do you have empl had employees also? Oh yeah, we had uh, 50, five zero, that's five zero, full-time employees on payroll. Hundreds of contractors who are stable with us. And you didn't feel compelled to wait and say, well, maybe give it a couple months. Why? 50 employees, Why? There's contracts. Above, and there's numbers above a million, maybe a million one, maybe a million two. Why would you even settle? I think it's a great But then he closed the business. Well, so Don, I didn't close the business, but I realized it was time for me to stop being the CEO of oh, that okay. business. <laughs> so I got out of running that business which was also a personal decision for me. Uh, spend more time with my wife, my kids. Uh, you know, this transition that the pandemic created, this pause to think about our life, right. it was good. For me, I was 46 and I realized I've been traveling too much. I've been on the road too much. I've been doing crazy hours. So you well, didn't so, close it? Yes, I didn't close okay. it, but somebody else is running it. Oh, okay, and thank I'm you, oh my goodness. That. Oh. But my focus is leading peers. I mean, this is a passion project for me. I stopped to think a lot about who I am when the pandemic began and what I wanted to do the next 10, 20 years of my life. And I just love working with leaders. I love working with entrepreneurs. I love helping them succeed. So it was like, what's missing that they don't have right now? And that I know from firsthand experience, because I've been out in the market looking for, you know, the best books to read, the best podcasts to listen to, the best shows. What's missing out of all that that I could create and really do it better than it's been done uh, up until this point? And uh, hopefully someday can continue without me. And I'm building it so it doesn't require me to be as active as I am right now, because right now I'm super active in it. And I am putting in the long hours, Freddie, to your, to your point. But I do believe, Dawn, every bit of what you said. It's more important to work smart than it is to work long hours. Because the hours are fixed in a day. Can't change it. And you can probably only work eight hours at your best in a day. Some, some would argue four, if you're lucky. And so working smart is how you get the exponential returns. So you, can't, you, you just can't get the, there by adding 10% more hours or 30% more hours to your work. But sometimes as a CEO, or as a business owner, you just can't help it. You've right. got to put in a long day, and it is what it is. Now, you, you better than anybody would know that the business, when you are running a business, um, even when I went away and I got this hat, the Panama Hat Company, is we're going to put them on the air with us tomorrow. And they're looking to do something. And I walked in there, and I walked right to this hat, and I picked it up, put it on, I said, okay, I'm taking this hat. And she says, I got 5,000 hats in here. How did you pick this one? And I said, because I came in yesterday, I walked your store, and this is the one I liked. And she says, that's very impressive. Tell me more about you. Now I had my... You had your cafe hat on? I had my cafe on. Did you? I take it everywhere. People recognize the hat more than they recognize me. You're the guy with the hat. Yeah, what's your name? What's your name? I should put my name on the hat. So it's every day, even when you're not in studio, you're working at your business. 
You see the news. You see, I, there was a, a Jingle Jam, a song that played last Thanksgiving that I brought into studio, and we played it. Of course, Facebook didn't like it, but we played it anyway. And that changed the conception of music in the studio, looking for different niches no matter what you do, talking to different people. They'll give you a niche. They'll give you something that, that sparks an interest, and all of a sudden you go. You know, the story that she told you, she left out the part that before she came to work with me, she didn't work for me for four years. She said, no, 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 no answer the third year, and no the fourth. The only reason she's here is because a, a show that I produce had a lady on it, and I said, if you don't bring her for me to interview her first, you're never going to have a show. And it worked. And here it is eight years later, and she's part of everything you see in here. This is her fingerprints. Well, the, the success of any business comes down to the level of passion that the person who dreamt the business, the visionary of the business, has for it. You can't just get people to work by, by shouting at them. You can't get them to do it by just saying, I'll pay you more than the competition. That's been proven not to work. Yeah. And if you look at the job market today, people are looking for other things even ahead of money. We have to make a living. It's part of why we work. It's part of why we all work. It's not the main reason people today choose to work in a business over another. And it's so easy today to start your own business because you can do it out of your home now, right? Right. Just need a internet connection and you're good to go. That you're, you're not even gonna choose to go and be an employee in the first place unless you really want to be an employee. And then you got all these companies to choose from. So the vision and the passion. And what, Freddie, you're talking about is that visionary, in this case, you embodying that, walking the business around with you on your hat, creating relationships that lead to other relationships, and coming up with creative ways. For example, saying to that lady, you know, you got to bring Dawn first to get that how to work for you to go in the direction you want to go. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. And that really can't be taught. You know, that really can't be taught. And so that's why we come together in Leading Peers to listen to these stories, to listen how they're overcoming challenges, and to be surrounded by a nurturing environment of energy and positivity amongst people who are dealing with real world challenges and staying in the arena and overcoming them. And I like the fact that you address everything that a person's going through, children, parents, Yes. Income, whatever it is, because yes. all of these things, health issues, affects your life, affects your work performance, affects your company, affects how you even work with your employees, because yes. you may have be having a yucky day when you wake up, and, but why? But all of this makes a difference. So the fact that you address all the personal issues is really important. Well, that's key to me. Um, I don't think this would make much sense to me. I wouldn't do what I do if it was about... How can we make you richer? That doesn't do it for me. Uh, I know some people might just live for the money. I don't. And so to create a space where we're just teaching how you can make another dollar as a CEO, I mean, if you want to make a difference, help somebody that's not making enough to get by make another dollar. But don't help a CEO make another dollar. That doesn't really do it to me. But when you create a space where that person has a healthier life, uh, more more loving relationships in their day to day, that translates into massive change in society because these people are touching so many people's lives. These businesses 
when they succeed, they help communities. They pay taxes, they make donations, they create jobs, uh, they, they, they promote their people. And when, they, when, when, when they're struggling, communities come down with them. Families are torn apart. And so creating that space where you can really bring your full self, that's really essential. And that's where we make, our, we make the difference. You could bring in a better expert that's writing a book than the one we brought to our workshop. But our format of being able to open up fully and know that the sessions are not going to be recorded, what, what's discussed in peer board stays there. Everybody to become a member signs an agreement of confidentiality that what's discussed stays in the room. Nice. That's what allows it to really be a place that's uh, healing to people who are people at the end of the day. They're not machines. You know, you look at the big... CEO archetypes, you know, like Bill Gates and Elon Musk, and you think, ah, oh, these guys are machines. They're not. You know, I was looking at, a, at an interview the other day, Bill Gates talking about his divorce, and he's in tears. They're not machines. They build machines, but they're people. And when uh, things fall out of whack in their, in their, in their, in their families, in, the, in their health, um, you know, we know Steve Jobs' story and what happened with his health. When things fall out of whack, you know, there is a pause of, was it worth it? Is this really what I wanted? And so I really want to make a difference in the lives of these people because in the process, not just helping them, but we are helping everybody that revolves around their energy, their positivity, and their impact. What is the fee to be part of it? It's only $280 a month. Everybody pays the same fee. It's a membership. It's in our website. You go there. Um, you'll see it in couple different places in the membership area and the application form. You do an application form online. People can come and visit a peer advisory board meeting for free. They get to see three different meetings uh, and, and decide which board they want to apply to join. They can only visit if a board has less than eight members because once we reach eight members, there's no more room in that board and then that meeting is going to be closed off to visitors. But until that board has reached the eight members, that board wants to meet other CEOs that come in they discuss a business topic in the open section of the meeting. They get to introduce themselves and why they're interested in joining a peer advisory board and this organization. And the board asks them, why would you be able to contribute to us? And then if there's a, is, there's a good exchange and both parties feel like this is going to be a great fit, then the visitor applies and the board admits them. We don't admit them. The board admits board. them. Right? If they don't get in, they can go and apply to another board. And we have several running. We started with one a couple of years ago. We now have seven, and we're working to be at 37 at the end of next year. And so uh, new boards are coming into play. What is your ultimate goal? <laughs> to change the world like all of us, right? <laughs> we all want to make it a better place and, um, and, and, and support our families and have a good life doing it. Um, in my case, you know, family is very important. So spending time with my family is, is, is essential. And I'm building a business that's very uh, reliable for me. I was in the events business, and I saw it kind of go away and now come back. So I wanted something that was more essential, that wouldn't be able to just go away. Right. Um, but uh, my ultimate goal with the business itself is to impact the world positively, like I shared, by making these people's lives be better. Um, I've seen horror stories of what people do when businesses tank. They take their lives, they, 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 their health goes away. Sometimes it's not even by choice that their life goes away. And um, I, also, I also know the power that 
positive leadership has on everyone, on society, on good, good role models, good examples for people to follow. And I think that that's the best way I know of making the world a better place. Other people are doing it. You guys are doing it in a beautiful way. This is the best way for me, given my you know, talents and my, my passions. To empower other people. Do you watch Ted Lasso? I do. I love Ted Lasso. Believe, right? Believe. That's why I keep telling Fred he has to watch it. So above the training door where that house is, he's got a big poster. He goes, all eyes on me. And he just hits it. Believe. But he said, money? Oh, I'm supposed to get paid? He says, what I, why I do what I do is because I want to empower each one of them to be the best versions of themselves that they can possibly be. Ted Lasso embodies a model of a leader that we need in our time. We've always needed them. But now more than ever, an emotionally intelligent leader that is not the most knowledgeable person on the game, in this case, soccer, he's, right. he's horrible. He was coaching football, right? That's the story of Ted Lasso in the US. And then this British team brings him over to England and he, they're like, okay, coach soccer. He doesn't even know the game. But that doesn't matter. As a leader, you, you surround yourself with people that know the technical aspect of it, but you're there to provide the vision. And what he believed is we can win if we create an environment where everybody loves to work together, believes that winning is possible, is willing to put in the discipline and the effort, and shows up when it counts in game time. And so it's a beautiful example. He struggles in his personal life in, in the show. Right. And that's a lot of what happens to, to CEOs and leaders. Kind of by our very nature, we're drawn to work. And we use leading peers, uh, I see this all the time, as a space also to be among people who understand the things that we struggle with and to help each other see what we're not being able to see. In other words, our blind spots. It's funny because in football, some of the greatest coaches in the history of the game were not X and O men. They coach people. Like if you take Mahomes from the Chiefs, his coach knows when he's tired. His coach knows when he's running on adrenaline. His coach knows that a certain play can be run because he's at that impact level. But Mahomes plays a lot of street ball because he believes that the game is so slow for him that he can get away with things that some of the greatest quarterbacks in the game used to criticize him for a few years ago. So when you grow up in sports and you watch everything in baseball, the lines, everything has a reason. The football, it measures a certain inch with inches, four feet, five inches, 10 yards. Everything in life, in business, is the same way. You just have to understand that you have to look at it in that light. And you have to coach people. Because 10 people can run a play, then you're gonna be a successful organization. I let her do the X and O's. I got no problem with that. You wanna be smarter than me, that's okay. But I know people. I know who I can put in certain spots that are gonna do the best job possible. And if they don't, they're gonna try as hell to get it done. So when you coach people, you have that kind of mentality. It don't matter about the money, cause it's gonna happen because you're successful. The pain, I used to say when it rains, it pains, is going to come if you're not successful. That's what I love about the program you have. You let people be themselves, and then they're sharing in their best quantities. And the things that you're not good at, you're going to probably hear it and say, you know, that's what I'm doing wrong. And you're going to fix that. 
That's right, Freddie. And, and you know what? One of our core values is growth mindset. And it's this mindset that we can all be better than we currently are. And there's always room for improvement. And looking for it, having the curiosity to, to, to see, you know, what could I do differently? What am I getting wrong? Not to be self-critical, not to put yourself down. And by the way, most CEOs, they don't put themselves down. You know, if anything, they believe they can achieve more than the average person thinks they can achieve. They have a, a dose of optimism and some, sometimes it, we see it as ego and it depends how it plays out on different people. But the growth mindset is that humility of saying, I don't know it all. I need to surround myself with people that can teach me things and I'll always need to be doing this till, the, till my last second in this earth. I need to be learning. And there is always more to learn that is worthwhile. Not irrelevant stuff, but relevant stuff. When you actually believe I can be growing in things that are very important, that's when you're really evolving. And that, that mindset, that's what translates into a positive environment. Because if you bring people into a room as CEOs and they all think they have it all figured out, it, it, it really would be a completely unproductive exchange. It would be a competition of who's making more money, who's being more successful. And that's the last thing on earth that I wanted leading peers to be. And so if you don't subscribe to these values, you don't even get to join the community. And it's not just the, the, the members, but it, everybody who works for us as well has to sign off on, this, uh, on these values. Uh, growth mindset is very, very important for us. And accountability, which you mentioned before, is another one of, of our, of our uh, core values, along with trust, meaningful relationships. And get this, we don't talk about this enough in our world, servant leadership. That's, that's, that's the fifth. Servant leadership. You, you lead to serve. Not just yourself. You lead to serve others. We tend to forget about that. We tend not to talk about it. it might not be, for, for many CEOs, a sexy concept, but it's the only thing that makes it enduring when you, when, when you work inside out. Your development as a person is what translates into people wanting to work with you, people wanting to serve the cause, people wanting to buy from you, and everything else eventually falls apart. It fails. It's short-term. It doesn't work. But I find it interesting is you get these high-level CEOs to come in and be vulnerable and be accountable to other CEOs and show their vulnerability, and it's a positive win-win for everybody. So that's a huge credit to leading peers and what you've put together. Well, thank you. And, you know, it's about attracting the right people. The people are there. The society is full of them. You just have to put out, you know, here are the values. Are you sure, you know, when you're putting out the, filling out the application, are you sure you subscribe to them? So you, you have to check that box. Then you get your member agreement before you become a member. You have to read them in detail. You have to then, again, sign. It's a, it's a DocuSign, an electronic document. You have to sign off on them. You know, your board has to, the one that you're applying to has to admit you. So again, they have to see who you are. You show up there in person. Um, and so we're creating the, the rules. We're creating the, the framework. But people are out there who want to work this way. Yeah. And, and, and so that's what, that's what makes this worthwhile, is people are looking for this, they're craving this. 
Uh, you know, we've only in two and a half years, we've only had one person say, I want to stop being a member. And it was, I want to stop being a member and I want to come back next year because you've given me the wings to do this thing that I wanted to do. But the next six months, I got to get my head into that and, and, and make progress and then come back. And we allow that. We allow you, you stop paying the monthly fee and just say, I want to come back in a few months. And then you have to reapply and you might not get the spot in the same board that you were in. But the door is open. It's a revolving door. You can leave whenever you want. You can come in whenever you want. It doesn't lock you in. It's not a club where, you know, if you if you leave, you're betraying us. No, we're here to support you, not for you to feel like um, you you owe us anything. It's not groupthink either. You can join another board. You can change. You can move around. You can change parts of the country and and stay around. And so. That's what we're really looking to build, and hopefully it'll be global someday, but we started here in South Florida. It's a great concept. It is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a learning giving experience. It's, it's interesting because a lot of what he's talking about, we try to do with the kids that come in from all the other schools. Every institution teaches them a different way, and they don't realize it, but we watch, and we watch them, and we watch how they do certain things. We watch them how they eat. We watch them how they sit. We watch them how they communicate. Some are more vocal than others. And every institution has a different mannerism of trying to accomplish the philosophy that they're trying to teach. So you got to take all that into consideration and you got to try to find a place where they would fit in. So we finally came up with the idea that every one of these producers, and they're not interns when they come through this door, that, that label is gone. They are producers because they are creatives. They are no longer an interns. They go get you lunch and coffee. Uh, we don't, if anything, we get it for them. When they're producing, they come in here, they have to have their own show. They gotta do the beginning, the middle, and the end. Whether it's Cooking with Chaos or it's Josh's football show, it doesn't matter what it is. But they gotta show me that they're learning something here and then they have to apply the skills to what they do on their show. Now, that doesn't mean that the show is the leading cause of learning. It's just the opposite. We got to straighten that out a little bit because you have to earn the right to have the show. You have to show me that you've learned and created things. So I like the concept of what you're talking about because there's a lot that we can learn from others if we just lose our ears and less of our mouths. And communication is important. You're right. It's 100% important. But when you listen, that's when you learn. That's when you should learn. I think they're telling me to take a commercial break. What's the best way for people to reach you? Oh, my email, I think it's going to go up on the screen sometime. Everybody can write to me, uh, LP, which are my initials. They also happen to be the initials of Leading Peers. So LP at leadingpeers.com. And go. also you can go to the, the website. There's a contact form there. Are, there's another email they can use, info at leadingpeers.com. There's a phone number they can call. We'll call. We're happy to pick Check up a it phone out. call. Leadingpeers.com. We're going to take a commercial break on the top of this hour. More to come. Stay tuned. And we'll be right back. When it comes to investigative services, you can't settle for inattentive or irresponsible services. PI Network of Florida is a firm that you can rely on for actionable insight or personal or professional matters. From surveillance and insurance claims to background checks and identity theft, the investigative services are extensive. With over 30 years experience and two decades of serving the community, PI Network of Florida is trustworthy and reliable. Call today at 786-768. 4394. Trust your gut. Trust PI Network of Florida. Born in Marseille, France, Max Lazega creates whimsical and free-flowing interpretive art. 
His 40 years in the construction industry created the foundation for his craft. His unique work displays his view of the future with bold and playful combinations of materials and processes, but the methodology remains consistent. He fuses recycled materials and discarded building supplies into a fresh, well-executed approach. Lazega has lived in Miami, Florida most of his life, where he pursues his lifelong passion of creating industrial art. For more information, contact Max Lazega at artworkstudios.org or 786-326-8873. Meet Jay Harmon, one of the many artists held in the Brooklyn Cafe Gallery. Jay specializes in various different art styles, but his medium to work with is colored pencils. His unique style comes from being self-taught in years of practice. Jay pulls his inspiration from many outlets like people, television, celebrities, and many more. With multiple original pieces, Jay's art graces the gallery with over 40 plus works for viewing and for purchase. His many years of being an artist has given him a chance to partner with the Derwant brand, giving him the opportunity to try many different work styles and further his craft. Feel free to come down and visit the studio to view his work, or if you're interested in your own Jay Harmon original, he's open to commissions on his website, coloredpencilartist.com, or catch his show, The Colored Pencil Artist, on Amp Media Productions on YouTube and Facebook. See you soon. What would you do if you had a broken bone? You'd go to the doctor and use your insurance, right? What would you do if you had a serious problem with drugs and alcohol? Most people do nothing until it's too late. Your insurance can help you get clean and sober with the assistance of a place like the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Many times treatment is fully covered, so why not use your insurance to treat your addiction problem just like you would if you had a broken bone? And with the Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to take off time from work and your employer doesn't need to know the reason. So there are two good reasons. You've got insurance you can use for your addiction problem. And with the Family Medical Leave Act, it's completely confidential. Call us right now and save a life. Call 855-350-4504. That's 855-350-4504. Call 855-350-4504 now. Artist Rosie Sherman paints her passions to share with everyone. Expressing herself through bold and vibrant colors, her suggestion and style are always in flux. Inspired by travels, nature, romance, and the human spirit, Rosie makes sure her depiction of women are strong and proud. Her landscapes illustrate the changing seasons in the diverse world that we live in. To find her artwork in the multiple medias you can purchase, visit rosiesherman.pixels.com. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. Yeah, yeah.
all your TV and your radio It's bloodshed balling Switching at the station is the same thing, yo like our welcoming committee. See how much we missed you? I did. I know. He's great. Wow. What an interview. Very nice. Very nice. Soon to mention, perhaps, we should have a, a leading peers program here in Boca. You like that? I love that. That's Work smarter, between not Between that and pass the bill and this guy? And this guy here? I know. We were talking about you. I don't know if you were listening to the show on your way up. But, you know, we don't often meet people that continue to help other people yeah. without their handout. Huh? And you keep well, waiting. I've noticed that. Too. Right? You keep waiting to see what do they want? What's their angle? I moved to Texas when I was pregnant with my daughter. And I went to the grocery store and I would walk in and the produce man would say, how, how are you doing? How is the baby? Can I help you? And I thought, what? And I'd go home and I'd tell Chuck and he said, did they follow you home? Are you sure you're safe? Every time I went into Tom Thumb, how may I help you? And you start thinking, that's weird, right? Instead, we're used to people not wanting to help. And that's what you remind me of. How can I help you? Let me introduce you to Leo. Let me introduce you to Giselle. Let me 
And, you, and Leo said the same thing about you. So you were just one of these great people that continue to give to the community. Well, honestly, my mother deserves the credit for all that. She really does, because that's the way she always was. Um, and I don't know, particularly after she passed away five years ago, there was something, I, I, this is not to pat myself on the back, but I actually spent the last couple of months taking care of her. She died from cancer, which was obviously a very hard thing to go through when you care and love somebody as much as I love my mom. But it was also a uh, in, very interesting, amazing experience in a lot of ways too. And it's one of the reasons it really helped to make me want to be even more like her because I, I really learned how important it was to give to people. It really is, and, and it, can, <laughs> it can be hard. And yes, I've had a couple of people take advantage of me, people that were close to me, unfortunately, but still, by and large, there's something that you get too, by the way, and I'll be the first to admit this, but you get something out of giving to others. When you're able to put a smile on somebody's face, there really is something that comes from that. I, I don't understand people who, look to take advantage of others all the time. That just doesn't make any sense to me because when I have ever, I come anywhere from close to that place or I've hurt somebody, it hurts me. I, I, I always feel it, I feel bad. So I don't understand how it is that anybody feels good from hurting others. To me, it's much better, much easier. I like to put smile, I love to see people smile. And I like to party with people, it's fun. <laughs> I mean, when, listen, okay, so maybe it's great to make a million or a billion dollars, but if you're there all by yourself or the people that are around you are only there because of the money you have, I don't know what, that's not a great life to me. It's funny, we just talked about this in the last hour. That is, you need money, right? We all have to sustain yeah. our lifestyles yeah, and do what we, do. we have to do. Mm -hmm. But on the other side is you hope that we can better the world and the community around us. Yes. It's how you achieve it also. You know, you can meet 10 people in a room, okay, so you're not gonna make money right there, and then the 10 people get together, they come up with an idea, and all of a sudden, you are making money. Is it a billion dollars? No, but who the hell makes a billion dollars anyway? Object of the game is enjoy what you do, how you do it, how you get there, and all of a sudden, because you're having such a great time doing it, all these opportunities that you couldn't see because you had your head down, you begin to see it. Well, and let me Pastor go further Bill. with you guys. Yeah, I'll pass you. I think he takes it to another level. I really do. I think his idea where city lead and trying to bring it around the world, uh, I've had the, the great fortune that I got introduced to it literally back eight and a half years ago. Wow. And I could tell, and I haven't been to everyone. I spent two years in New York. That's, you know, part of my life story. But the fact is, is I've been to probably 50 or 60 of them and not once has the message that he's shared not been inspirational and not been about really offering something to help make you a better person and by able to being able to take that and then make those around you better i find what he is doing very inspirational and i think he actually has the opportunity and i think he's sincere and that he's trying to make the world a better place well you're the what message that came out of that whole thing for us was what you're the message. You, you are actually the product of what he talks uh, about. Yeah. So all of a sudden, when I watch you, I may hear him, but watching you, to me, has been the biggest boom of meeting Pastor Bill, of meeting him. I mean, he's a great guy. His wife was here. Great They're people. They're amazing. Great. They really are. But, but what they've done with, with David, and he's but come... But he's the product from, of that. Yes, which as is well amazing. As well as his mother, but, you know, it instills... 
that there is goodness in our community. There is that, I keep calling it the Christmas miracle every day of giving back and supporting community and being here for people, which is what we really need. We were at iHeart Radio. Uh-huh. You know, everybody talks about radio, iHeart. Ain't nobody bigger than iHeart. And I went to iHeart with her and we sat down and we asked iHeart out of their pocket to put an extra microphone in the studio. Remember this? And it was called the free microphone. Uh-huh. So if you had a business, you were allowed to go to iHeart Radio, live on the radio, 12 to 1, five days a week, and talk about your business. And we would chime in and say, like we do here, what do you do? What do you do? And that. Free, free, free. I didn't ask anybody for a nickel. Yeah. Nothing. iHeart didn't ask either. They said, see if it works. One person showed up in a year. Really? One. Now, when I tell my son this, he says, it's because of you, Dad. You intimidated everybody. How the hell did I do that? I said, come on down. I begged people. You got a business? A couple of people I remember did call in. Did call in. They couldn't make it. But it's the object of the aim is, is the mic is there. iHeart is a well-known establishment, right? Sure. It's not Beasley. It's not. iHeart is iHeart. You would think I thought people were going to flood in just to tell us about what they did. So when we went to see this thing with, with, with Bill and the way people were walking around and moving around and all this, there was so much activity. I had to go home and take Tylenol for my neck. It's this Thursday again, isn't it? Yes, it is. Amazing, amazing, and even more amazing. And the day graces when she came in here to talk about what she does, um, that whole concept and the people that you've brought in and the people in yourself, we put it in, with you on the air to interview them because we're just blown away that actually there's so much giving from that institution. Well, that's a good, good segue, actually. We're in the season of giving. Yes. What does that look like for you? Wow, that's a great question. I, I, Always talking about everybody what, else. Yeah. Well, it's not just that. Christmas is absolutely about giving, but really, um, or not but really, and really it's about sharing love. It really is. And... <laughs> You guys are like making me want to tear up here. You guys said some really nice things about me, and I appreciate that more than you know. Um, but it really is. I, Christmas has always been actually a very special time to me. And it's not about the holiday season, because I'm a big believer in celebrating everybody, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. But there's some feeling that comes over us as a collective that if you just tap into it, it really is an amazing thing. And in fact, I'll be the first to admit that one of my favorite movies when I was younger and will always be is It's a Wonderful Life. Um, and it's because it's a great, you know, yeah, I get it comes from the 1940s, but it's a really uh, great example of the difference you can make in other people's lives when you're just a good person who cares. That's really what it is. And, you know, the, the protagonist in that movie doesn't realize how many people's lives he's touched mm. in a positive way until he gets it shown to him. But I you watch the movie and you know it in your heart as you're watching it. And that's, I couldn't help but always be attracted to that about that movie. And so I watched it every year up until just recently, but it really is. And sometimes people lose the idea of, with commercialism uh, and all that, but you shouldn't. Don't, Love is the most powerful force in the universe. It is more powerful than hate. A lot of times people let hate take over, but they shouldn't. Love is, and we can love each other. 
We should love each other's differences. We should celebrate them because we're all different. Whether the color of our skin is the same or not, whether our religion is the same or not, most people are really good people. So give them a chance, get to know them. And you'll be amazed at all the things that they've experienced in their lives that you'll be able to connect to or that you'll be like, wow, what a great thing to listen to because it humanizes them. And then you realize we're all here just trying to do a little bit better, or most of us anyway, here trying to do a little bit better today than yesterday. And then you step out a little bit more and help each other. I mean, isn't that what it's about? And look, as you guys have talked about, as Pastor Bill and his wife talk about, we live in one of the most beautiful places in the world. I mean, it's gorgeous here. I love living here. It's why I couldn't wait to get back from New York. But I mean, it's just, I don't know. There's a lot to be happy about. And so I like to share that during the holidays. I want people to help each other, but I also share love with each other. It's really a good thing to do it. You guys have been great. You really have. I've been very impressed. I've dealt with radio people before. I've had radio shows. I even worked in television coming out of college. And I found a lot of people to be very shallow and catty. Mm. And you guys are nothing like that at all. Everybody here, your show, and you two as well, you exude the fact that you really want to help people. That's the way you act every single day, every time I've been around you. So I know that's who you really are. And so I felt a warmth and a connection to both of you from the moment I walked in here, which I was not expecting. I really wasn't, but it's been great. So sorry if I've gotten a little effusive, but it's true. Well, I want to lay something on you that I I haven't said to her or to the crew. You know, I took a vacation for the first time in 12, 15 years, maybe. I took a vacation. And one of the reasons I did it was because I met David. And I met you at a time when I said, um, I want to be Ponce de Leon, which I ended up going to St. Augustine, mm-hmm. because I want to see how much this I can spread out, like jelly. So I went up to St. Augustine, and I saw how hard those people worked, man. I mean, you know, they had the floods. They were on the four feet of water up there. There's a lot of damage yes. that went on, and they're still going because, you know, this is their Super Bowl. Yeah. And they were, you can tell that they're tired that they're sagging because they have to put on a show every day, sometimes every hour on the day, and they do the tours, and they're aching, and they're hurting. And it just, you know, you go up to them, and you say to them, you know, I really want to thank you for doing what you do, because what you're doing, very few people would pick to do this, to make a living at this, and they are passionate about what they do. So we went, the last day, we ended up going to the, um, to the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And there was a kid in front, and we told him, we want to thank you for telling us, come and check this out. And we saw the barracks and all that. And he looked at me, and you could tell that right away something clicked. He says, you know, I really appreciate you saying that. So we took his name, and we brought it to the front desk, and he said, you got to give this kid a raise because he's the first thing you meet when you go to the lighthouse. And he is so knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. So because when I met you and this whole thing with Pastor Bill and, and his wife and everything that you've brought forward, I wanted to see the greatness because we're in here a lot, a lot of hours. We talk to people around us. We make phone calls all the time. This one going to have a nervous breakdown one time because she has a phone in one ear and a computer in another. But I wanted to see how this message would go up there. Mm-hmm. And people actually, they took my card. And they're going to listen. And we're going to have them start coming in tomorrow 
via the mix, and they're going to talk about St. Augustine, which is, it's an unbelievable place. It is the first place ever yeah. of La Florida. And so many Spaniards go because it is their Mecca. They go there and they drink to Ponce de Leon. Mm -hmm. They thank him for making all the greatness that he created while here. Flagler, all these histories, you got to go. If you've never been, like I've never been, you got to go and spend at least three or four days and bring shoes and sneakers because I'm going to tell you something, a lot of walking. But it was you, when you told me one day, it says, you know, there's greatness around you. All you got to do is see it. I said, let me go find it. I even have a walking stick that they gave me at the yeah. fort because I went to the fort. And lady says, here, why don't you buy this stick? I ended up buying it. <laughs> and I said, why? She says, because with that hat, you need to have a walking stick. And then they showed me a picture of Ponce de Leon. And he had the same hat. And he had the same stick. And I said, wow. And this guy is an adventurer. And he went out. And here's my walking <laughs> stick. And he went out to find, to find tomorrow's future. And it doesn't lie here. Yeah. It lies over there. It lies over here. It lies in everybody that comes through that door. So the guest that we had on today was tremendous. Tremendous. And it's funny how life works, man, because I've had to wait 60 years before I've come to realize this is pretty good. I got it pretty good. You know, there's a lot of people out there that don't have food, they don't have Thanksgiving, all of that. And all of that we were involved in because they, they bring all these meals and everything, food that's not bought that night. They give it to those that don't have any food. And they actually do it. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So it is I that thank you for what you've done. And you brought forward. You're welcome. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm glad to help and be of service. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you too. Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? Uh, it was good. I'm lucky that uh, I have friends and uh, the wife, who's a really great lady, cooked an amazing turkey. So, yeah, it was good. I miss my family though. I'll be the first to admit it. Thanksgiving is definitely about family. It certainly was when I was growing up. Uh, so I, I missed them. My sister's up in Connecticut. Everybody else is gone. Uh, so we missed each other this year. I will be going up for Christmas. How about you? We had a Friendsgiving here. He was away for Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving has changed for a lot of people from the pandemic. As we get older, right, we lose some of our family members or they're not what we expect it to be. But then we hold on a whole lot tighter to the friends and the family that we choose because our friends become our family of choice, right? Correct. Um, and I okay. think we get that opportunity. Yes. At least for us here. I think one of the best things we had, Friendsgiving was great, but Wednesday afternoon when I took out all the leftovers out of the refrigerator before everyone went home for the break, mm -hmm. we put it all out and to watch the crew that was fun. sit at a table and all just accept each other and all their nuances and quirkiness and all who they are and have lunch together for me, you and I sat here and watched them, was I think one of the highlights of the week because it was unforced, it was unplanned, it was just this natural occurrence of leftovers and everyone just came together. So that was really great because our crew and our community here is our, our family. Yes. Our family of choosing. Yes. Right, so that's always so special as well. But it was I nice. I love that, that's awesome. It was nice. And when we, we're gonna take a commercial break. When we come back, 
we're going to see what David's, the business side of David is. And I'm hoping we've got Alyssa Kuhn joining us. She's a singer-songwriter coming to us all the way from Wellington. I think she's taking the afternoon off of high school. So hopefully we're just going to get here before we end the show. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Welcome to Amp2TV, the first and only internet production company that's truly plugged in. When you're looking for a full-service internet radio, TV production company, discover Amp2TV. Amp2TV is a full-service media company that can provide all streaming videos, video studios, radio studios, and television studios. Call us today at 866-224-5422 for no business is too small to grow to be accounted. It's time for your message to be seen. Let Amp2TV help get you there. Stephanie Jaffe is a world-renowned artist who creates one-of-a-kind pieces. Using a keen sense of color and composition, her vibrant collages and mosaics integrate eclectic elements such as vintage keepsakes and fine china with blown glass and fired clay to create whimsical arrangements. For more information about her work, come down to the Brooklyn Cafe TV studio or go to stephaniejaffeart.com. Welcome to Lost Harbor Spirits, a world where pirates inspire our spirits, treasures remain undiscovered, and flavors are infused with the essence of mysterious voyages. The distillery became one of the few women-owned craft spirits production sites in the U.S. From our award-winning spirits of vodka and rum to delicious gin, we're always coming up with some new and exciting flavors to keep your cocktails delicious and fresh. Contact Palm Beach Distillery at lostharborspirits.com to take a tour or purchase your favorite spirit at your local liquor store. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. Call 855-348-5925. That's 855-348-5925. Again, 855-348-5925. Tax audits, tax liens, wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. 
Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The Tax Relief Line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free. When you wear Zamboni Couture, you can feel pride knowing that you are supporting a small woman-owned business. We advocate for women's empowerment and always embracing feminine freedom and equality. Our fashion is all about style, quality, passion, and color for the use of amazing fabrics to help you find your own individual style. Let us inspire you with beauty and color. Follow us at Zamboni Couture on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or call us at 561-860-6099. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S.
We got sound on the back. You got, you got sound? All right, good stuff. Wow, we got a treat coming up as well. Good stuff. Great stuff. I got 100 questions to ask. Yeah. Very exciting. So, yes, we're on the fly here. We've got Alyssa Kuhn joining us from our good friend, Krista Martinelli from Around Wellington. And Krista does such great work around the community. And she said, I've got a great artist for you to meet. And she sent me Alyssa's information, but I had to get vetted by mom first, which is totally cool. And Alyssa comes to us. What high school are you from? I go to Wellington. Wellington High School. And she is a singer, songwriter. And she literally, she popped in during commercial break. We're going to like let her take a deep breath and we're going to have her maybe open up with her song some great opportunities she's had she has a video playing country music and wow i can't wait to hear your whole story oh thank you so we're going to open up her mic josh we, yeah. we're ready yeah. all right so we're going to do that we're going to bring Alyssa. over we've got randy here david we got a special treat for you and on thursday i think you and i are going to head over to city lead yes we're going to head over to city lead Right, Thursday, see Pastor Bill and all the great people in our community. Could be a lot of fun. David, you going on Thursday? Yeah, I'll be here. Could be fun. All right. Good stuff. Josh, yeah. let us know. You ready? I think we're ready. Just all right. Let Bailey know again to mute. Bailey, mics. let's mute our mics and let's bring let's Alyssa over. Go to see.
Let's keep going. Cool. Let's keep going, Don. All right, so this next one I'm gonna do is another original song. That one was my actu actually my most recent single that I have out on all music platforms, and I just released a music video to it. But this next one is one I released previously before that one. This one's called Break It Fast. Rip it off like a band-aid, get it over with Cause time won't make it easier, gotta make it quick It's been a year and a half and the hardest part is you can't hold on to a drifting heart And I don't wanna hurt you But I have to, I don't wanna drag it out and lead you on When the spark we I don't want you to hate me, know that I don't hate you You're not right for me, but there's nothing wrong with you There's a girl out there who will love you better She'll keep her promise and stay forever But now I see that girl just ain't me Ooh, I don't want to drag it out I don't want to hurt you, 
Wow. Amazing. That is, oh my gosh, so many questions. Alyssa Kuhn, spectacular. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, and I'm watching you sing, and Krista gave me a little bit of information about you. You're a high school senior at Wellington High School, or out in Wellington. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching you sing it, and, and Dad's here. The passion and your voice, your vocals, everything. All right, I got to go back to the beginning. How old were you when you started singing and writing songs? Well, I started singing at like a really, really young age and my parents noticed that like I probably had a little bit of an interest in singing. So um, I first started taking uh, classical piano lessons and then at the age of six I started taking vocal lessons. So ever since then I've been singing, but I wrote my first song I think when I was like 11, my first like real song. And that's one that I have called You Saved Me. Um, it's on some music platforms still, if anybody wants to hear that, but, <laughs> but yeah, so when I was 11, I wrote my first song, and then um, ever since then, I just kept writing. And you, well, you more than wrote, you had this new music video that was just produced by an amazing opportunity. Yes. So give us some information on that. So, um, I, I worked with Cascabel Studios uh, for this music video that I just released. It actually was on CMT, uh, the website, which was super awesome. But they were doing this thing called the Cascabel Give Back. And I saw it on my Instagram one day when I was scrolling. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this looks so cool. And I, I didn't really think anything of it. And I commented on it. And um, you know, they reached out to me and were like, hey, like, we would love to do a music video with you. And I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. So we did it. I mean, we weren't expecting it at all to be like what it was. And I worked with like such amazing people during that time. And I met so many awesome people. And that was definitely one of the best experiences of my life. It was, it was so cool. And all the people at Cascabel are amazing. And everybody that worked with them, are, it, they're so sweet and awesome. I mean, so. What an opportunity, right? Instagram. Yes. And you're like, oh, I think this is really cool. And they call you and they say, oh, listen, we'd like to shoot this video for you. We're going to pay for it. Yes. You're going to come down. We're going to do all of it. Hair, makeup, video, editing. $100,000 video, I am sure it had to be. Yes. And here's a gift to you. Like, do you realize how talented you are? Oh, and what thank it, you. No, really. I mean, and in high school. Well, they realize you, it. <laughs> they do. And to see the passion. When you see her open her mouth and sing, we always say, been touched right by God's see, finger. You can see it in her expressions, her eyes. She's just like all the way into this thing. It's amazing. Aw, thank way you, you play. guys. That's what I'm saying. You're a high schooler. I mean, that's, that doesn't mean anything because there are high schoolers that sing. But it's the passion that she brings with it. And you got to look at dad. He's glowing hair like a newborn dad, man. I can tell you, when she was born, I'm pretty sure you had the same face. 
gotta be proud. Gotta be. Gotta uh, I got be. A, Dad has a mic A4, Josh. Um, but amazing. Now, what does the future hold for? I didn't even know you were coming. I am like floored here. You know, she never tells me anything. He said, did you know David was coming? You know, Alyssa was coming? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Alyssa's mom was texting me at 6 a.m. She's all confirmed for today, but right? I'm, I'm telling you. Back what is the future hold? What are you going to be doing soon? What are you doing? Well, I have a lot of shows. Um, I just actually got back from Tennessee. I performed two shows up there um, the day before Thanksgiving and on Thanksgiving at Old Red Gatlinburg, which is Blake Shelton's restaurant. Wow. Um, I do one down here in Florida. There's one in Orlando. Um, but I got the opportunity to sing at the Gatlinburg one, which was super cool. Um, and, you know, I just hop gigs. I'm performing around and releasing new music, writing new music, and, you know, just trying to, trying to work. You know, it's super fun, and I have such amazing supportive parents and family and friends, which really helps, like, so much because, like, I obviously wouldn't be able to do it without them, so that's really cool. What also. inspires you for your music? Um, I mean, like, a, a bunch of different things. I just think music is, like, a way to really, like, express myself because I'm, I'm not one to, like, express my feelings verbally, like, like, talking, like, and so it inspires me that there's a way to do it that's not necessarily always, like, the, the way everybody expects or, like, and I think it's the same with, like, you know, artists, like, expressing their work on paintings and everything. I always like to look at it like that. Um, and, I mean, I just like seeing the way that music affects certain people is also very inspiring. Like, music could change people's lives, and I think that that's really cool. And um, I think music is just, like, a great thing that we have, like, yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you have an overall message that you're trying to... We were talking with David and and different businesses that we come in. And businesses start, people do things because they have a passion and a purpose and, and maybe a message. And I know you're young and you're thinking, I don't know what my message is, but you have to, because you communicate through song and yes. through lyrics. Mm -hmm. What are you trying, and you don't do rap, you don't do that heavy metal. There's a reason you do what you do. What is that? Well, I, the message that I always think about is like, everybody, everybody says like the traditional phrase like never give up um but i believe that that's true and i think that if you work hard enough to achieve your goals that you will reach them at some point which is something i like to think about too like even if it's like something not as big as the goal you thought but like the same general thing like is what i'm trying to get at like that's still something that you've accomplished from doing what you love to do. And and that's why I think it's like never give up. And um, the reason why I connect more with this kind of music is because I grew up listening to this kind of music. You know, like Taylor Swift is one of my all time favorite artists. Um, and she started in this type of music and all her songs back then and even now, but back then, uh, like in this type of music had a meaning behind them and I think that it's cool to listen to the meaning behind the music and country music is a genre where I feel I connect most to especially like nowadays and you know because it's not necessarily country music that I play it's more like country pop but it definitely has the elements of country and then some of pop in it so it's like a flair of both yes 
Yes, exactly. That's what's so, so different. Because I think country has changed to country yes. pop, to country yeah. across the board. Because people listen to Taylor Swift and they listen to Carrie Underwood and it's not as country. There's country, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of country pop that is now mainstream, that is that everybody's loved. I mean, Taylor Swift blew up, what, her ticket sales? Did you get tickets to the new concert? I unfortunately didn't. <laughs> Five I hours and it crashed the yep. site, right? Yep. But I, I love the fact that you're identifying yourself. I mean, you're, you're young in the game, you're young. I just watched Howard Stearns on HBO had a special where he interviewed Bruce Springsteen. And now Bruce Springsteen now is 73. Wow. I got to go down to Osbury Park and I met him 20 years ago when Bruce was sweating up the place and singing. And he talked about exactly what you're saying, the music that he, um, that he talks folklore and everything else that started him. Then they started naming all the people of his music that became hits, but not through him, through other people. And it was, and they asked him, does that bother you? He says, it doesn't bother me at all. It inspires me. So I, I'm listening to what you're saying. You got, what a career you have waiting for you on the other side when you decide which role you, the hardest thing you're going to have to do is decide which road to take, which that is going to tell you a hundred different ways, of the ups, the downs, the sideways and everything else, because the music career is just a strange career. But my goodness, you have such talent. The way you play the, and you play the piano too? Yes. What's next after high school? Uh, so I definitely do see college in my future. Um, I've gotten into Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee, and MTSU, which is right outside of Nashville. Um, I haven't yet uh, chosen, um, but I still have a little while for That's that. That's an interesting but. place. Why there? Uh, well, <laughs> I've never had someone ask me that before, actually. Um, well, you know, I, I'm traveling back and forth to Nashville a lot right now, and I just haven't made the move yet. And those schools are like, you know, in the, in the heart and center of everything, and they yeah. have like amazing connections. And, you know, being right there and working with people that are that experience and that intelligent and you know know a lot about the industry I think will help me a lot too and especially being in Nashville will make a whole lot of a difference because I'll be in where I right where I need to be um, even though you know I love Florida I love shows down here I can still travel back you know? that's right make your make your mark in Nashville that's where CC's going and dad what's it like for you Just pick up the mic well, it's amazing watching the ride. I mean, we've noticed her gift since she was very young, and uh, it, she's laser focused on what she's doing. She loves songwriting. Uh, she's amazing on just about any instrument that she plays. Wow. She plays a lot of you know drums and different guitars and ukulele and you know just all different instruments. She picks them up and excels bass guitar. Everything. Really? Anyone they, else in the family? Yeah. Music? I was musically <laughs> gifted. <laughs> what did you What did you play? I'm beyond that. <laughs> but what did you play? I played horns, trumpet, really? baritones, French horns. I was more into jazz and classical music when I was in you know my younger days. But we grow up and pass the torch along.
True that. Watch what, her. Well, what, what a, a gift what a you teacher, have. Yeah. Um, any brothers or sisters? Yes, I have uh, two brothers and a sister, all three. All musical? musically inclined. My That's where you get the gene. In, in <laughs> as well. That's where you get the gene. Mom into music? Yeah, my mom was as well. Yeah, she was a trumpet player in Ohio. Unbelievable. Maybe she wants to buy the new um, Christmas story houses for sale. She's in That's Ohio. In Ohio. <laughs> That's where mom is. Yeah. You never know. It's interesting. It's, it's great to see talent. You know, we do something every December. Uh, we do the Jingle Jam, where we start playing music every day. And we, we're probably going to play this segment again for it. Um, and we, we use music to send a message. You know, David, you were talking about messages. And David is a, is a product of a message of somebody we met, which just passed the bill uh, a couple of, last month. And every song comes out. And it has a meaning behind it. Now, everybody is going to define that meaning differently than even what you want it to be defined at. But I can see the passion. You have music that makes people want to get up and grow and go. You know, there's no sit back with what you do. And I can see why you're surrounded by some of the, some of the greatest talent. I mean, he's never going to make, it, make you think something wrong. He's going to say, you know, that's good. Let's make it better. Well, he's never going to steer you wrong, which mm -hmm. is great. And you can see she wears it well. Do you have a favorite song that you've written or performed? Um, I think my favorite song that I've written is uh, my new single, A Little Bit In Love. Um, the first one that I did for you guys. Um, the one the music video was for. I just like really connect to that song. And like, I wrote it based off of a true experience. And and she was a little I, bit in love. Yes, yeah. I mean, like, growing in, going in high school, you, like, meet people and you're like, maybe I'm in love with them, like, because you don't necessarily know what that feeling is, uh, especially at that young of an age. So um, I wrote it, you know, about someone I had a little crush on. And, yeah. That's the best music. Yes, exactly. And when you break up, it's even better. <gasps> yes. I used to tell singers, Yes. are you dating? No, I broke up. Oh, you're going to hit a number one record. And was yeah. I wrong? It was passionate, Have you done the breakup man. song yet? Uh, the one I just, the last one I did for you guys was a breakup song. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Mark it up, baby. Number yes. one. Yes. I wrote it from my perspective, though, and I was the bad guy in the situation. That's okay. There ain't no bad guys. Like, it's just a lot of different people. No, yeah. Amazing for an 18-year-old. Just amazing right? in general. And the poise that she you. has, the stage presence, it's all there. Thank What's it you. like being in high school? You're getting all this recognition and you've a music video on CMT. How many friends do you have? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I try to keep my circle small, uh, you know, because, you know, the regular high school drama happens all the time. But, um, I mean, like, a lot of my friends are really supportive and I am in a lot of music classes at school also. So, I, when I perform there like with them they're all supportive and like it's so awesome to see that because you know at other schools I feel like it would be more of a competition and um, that's why I chose where I go to school right now and I'm so glad I went there um, probably the I would never forget these years of high school so it's it's cool I love high school I you know there's nothing wrong with it I just love all everything about you, your passion, your perseverance, your message, your hard work at 18. It is not a given by any stretch of the imagination and everything that you've put into it. And look, you've got a whole music video that was paid and produced for the things that people 
achieve, they strive their whole careers for, and they just can't get that break. They just, whatever it is, they just can't afford it. They can't get their music in front of the right person. And you did it all through Instagram and through hard work. So congratulations to you. Thank you guys. I really appreciate Talent it. Talent goes a long way. Are you working on another song or do you have another one for us that we could close out the show with? Uh, yeah, I can play another one. Um, oh, hold on a second. Uh, um, ah, Krista's listening. Hey, Krista. Hey, Alyssa. It's Krista Martinelli. Oh, hi. Amazing, <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. And you know something? I want to thank you for giving us, because we know you're busy running out of school and dad drove you down here. Uh, you have a ton of things to do. I want to thank you. We're going to use this to kick off the Jingle Jam. Jingle Jam. Maybe Thursday. we can get her back during Christmas break. Well, maybe. She's a busy girl. Oh, I would love that. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I wish I had known her in the night train. We don't put her to do that whole segment. Oh, man. You know something? Something, something. Something's got to give. All you right. know, we, it's all in the timing. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Alyssa, so what's the next song you're going to play for us? Um, I'm going to play my original Real Good Night, which I also have another music video for that I shot in Nashville, Tennessee. So this right. one is just about having fun, you know, bring living her over. life. So. All right, let's do you this. You guys bring your camera up. There you go. All right. GPS, turn off your phone. We don't need it on this two-lane road. What would you say if I got a way to let all our worries go? A full tank of gas, four-wheel drive. We're cruising down a 95. Let's break the rules in this curfew and leave the world in our rear view. Whoa, put your hands at the rooftop window.
that's about it for today. Even though the show's over, the Broken Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the last from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring you more good cheer next time. You can follow the Broken Cafe on Facebook at the Broken Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. We'll see you next time.